Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money. Whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Good afternoon, everyone. Well, today is the 30th of June. Uh, you might not be seeing this on the 30th of June, but if you are, then you'll know maybe that two deadlines are ending today. And I want to talk about how they will affect you. First one in the UK is the, the stamp duty holiday uh, ends. And I've said they're long live tax on property buyers. I don't agree with stamp duties. You've probably gathered uh, taxing people who, who want to do their own thing and buy a property and don't want to rely on the government to house them. They shouldn't be taxed so heavily, but the tax is there. And, you know, the the the, the government very rarely and the treasury very rarely re- reduce or withdraw taxes. Don't forget VAT in this country, I think started at very low. It was around about 5%. I remember it then 75 10, 12, 15. And now it's 20%. Uh, it's a fifth of, of everything we or most of the stuff that we buy. So they're not going to pull back uh, stamp duty. And the other one is that today is the deadline for most European Union citizens to apply to live permanently in the UK as settled uh, residents. There's been a bit of confusion about this because there was a scheme a couple of years ago, but this I think has been superseded by this scheme. Uh, so let's talk about the stamp duty exemption for, for home buyers. Uh, paying tax on property which costs more than a quarter of a million uh, is coming to an end. It was, I'm, I'm sure my solicitor will be happy about that because my solicitor has been working flat out almost seven days a week and, and he's 70 years old uh, for the past few months. So I don't know about stamp duty holiday. He's going to need a long holiday himself after this. And, you know, I, I put some figures down there of what stamp duty uh, actually costs, but it was going to end in March uh, and then they extended it to June to give people more time to complete. And it's been a mad rush for everyone. It's pushed up prices of houses. Everyone's been paying really ridiculous prices, more than they would save on stamp duty just to get a house. Uh, to, so they might pay 50000 more for a house to save, you know, 10000 on stamp duty. It, it, it really has gone uh, ridiculous. And considering that we're in, you know, we've just gone through or we're still in a recession, maybe the worst recession for 300 years. And the, and the countries of, you know, most Western societies are, are effectively bankrupt and living on borrowed credit or printed money. Uh, a bit like, you know, when you're taking out one credit card to pay another credit card, that's what the governments are doing. Considering all that, it's, it's really surprising that property prices have gone up so much. People are still have the confidence to buy and, and the stock market is, is booming as well. It's, it's at the highest level ever. And it's it's been going on like this for you know since two thousand eight nine. So it it is it, it is crazy what, what's going on. So uh, the stamp duty. Uh, I mean, to, to consider this. I mean, you would uh, pay on on a property of between nine hundred thousand and one and a half million. You'd pay ten percent stamp duty, and if you're an investor, you pay an additional three percent surcharge. I mean, nine hundred thousand sounds like a lot of money, but in in the London area. Uh, you'd often pay around a million pounds for a, a decent house in the suburbs, a three, four bedroom house in some areas of the suburbs. 
And so it, it's it's not a lot of money. And, and, and young people are borrowing fearlessly there because interest rates are so low that they're, they're, they're taking out mortgages, half a million, 600,000, no problem. You know, they're just going for it. Well, well, good luck to them. I hope it works out. But, you know, do take a long-term fixed rate because I think, you know, with these inflationary pressures coming in, interest rates will inevitably have to go up. Uh, maybe not this year, but maybe next year. Uh, the Fed in America said they'll do it. Uh, and and the Bank of England will probably also need to push up rates to slow down things because inflation is is definitely here. Uh, it might not be in the official figures, which are still saying around 2%, but we know when we go to shops and buy stuff, it's all going up in price. Um, I heard a guy moaning in the shop yesterday, so everything's gone up in price or they have smaller packages for the same price. And, and he's right. You know, people are not stupid. They can see what's going on. And things are, are going up, definitely. And that's due to perhaps the pandemic, the, the lockdown, the cost of shipping stuff from China's, you know, gone through the roof. But materials, raw materials, oil and, and, and these sorts of things, timber and, and, and lots of commodities have also risen in price, which is causing underlying inflation. So the stamp duty is something that, you know, if you've missed it, you've missed it. You can't do anything about it. Um, you know, uh, how will it... How will it affect things? Will there be a slump in the market now? Well, in truth, nobody really knows when property or for that matter, the stock market will peak. But, you know, the bull run um, uh, usually lasts for around 10 to 12 years. That, that's the maximum these things go on. For. A bull run is when things are going up. A bear run is when things are going down. So a bull run is, is what's been happening for the last 10, 12 years in the property and stock market. And they usually only last for 10 or 12 years. We've passed that deadline since the last slump. Uh, so things are due for a correction. How bad that will be, we don't know. Nobody knows. I mean, the thing is that the governments around the world have been printing money, quantitative easing, uh, creating money out of thin air, trillions of dollars. Uh, nearly all the dollars that have ever been printed have been printed in the last year in America. Uh, so this has prevented a slump and a recession, which was due. Recessions sound bad, but in, in some ways they get rid of uh, the, the fat and they get it, it's a bit like nature, isn't it? You know, that the strongest survive. The, 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 the oldest in the herd get left behind to be eaten by the lion and, and then the herd then gets stronger. That's the way nature survives. It survives because you, you're left with the strongest and fittest. You know, the biggest lion gets the strongest woman and, and creates the, uh, the lioness and creates the strongest cubs. It's, it's, it's a law of nature. And the government is trying to prevent the law of nature. They're like King Canute trying to hold back the tide, sitting there saying, I want to hold back the tide. I, I don't think... They, they will succeed in the long run. They're preventing a slump at the moment. It's politically good. You know, the, the, the governments say they can't afford for it to have a property slump or a stock market slump. It will, it will be disastrous. But so far, they're holding it back. Now, an estate agent friend of mine, a uh, very nice lady who's been doing well, she's had her best quarter ever, uh, say that she's concerned that all the people that she had on a list that wanted to buy, uh, you know, 90% of them bought already. So they've got their property now. They've rushed to buy it. So it's, it's sort of squeezed in a year's market into three months and they've, they've bought their properties. So are they going to buy again? I, you know, we don't know. Um, the government haven't, it, haven't made it attractive for buy-to-let investors with additional taxes, additional um, uh, red tape to deal with. And so I, I don't know what the market's going to do there. I mean, most investors I know are holding back on buying because they think there, might, there will be a slump. Um, but as far as first-time buyers and, and residential buyers, a lot of them have done that already. However, nationwide say that um, 
you know, uh, that people will still continue buying. And, and don't forget, a lot of the country is not really that affected by the, the stamp duty holiday. So in the Midlands and the north of England, Scotland, you know, it doesn't make a lot of difference. Obviously, in the London and the southeast where properties, you know, the average house, uh, it, even in the suburbs of London, you're not going to get much for less than around £500,000 or 600 and something thousand dollars. And, and it's the same in lots of parts of America as well. Uh, so that, that it might not affect the most of the country, but we, we have to see what happens. The, th the thing, the other thing is a furlough scheme has come to an end. This government support for, for businesses to keep their employees at home doing nothing, uh, paid for by us, the taxpayers, that's coming to an end soon, I hope. And uh, then we, we will see a lot more unemployed people around and that that could precipitate a uh, a, a bit of a slump, a bit of a fall in demand. And we're, you know, we're coming to the winter, I know it's midsummer, but as the nights get longer and, and people, it gets darker outside, people just don't go out and buy houses. So we might see a slowdown there. Now, the other thing I said is that the EU settlement scheme deadline uh, is coming to an end. And, uh, you know, that's the, uh, it's, it's called the European Union Settlement Scheme, the EUSS. Um, but people are seriously concerned that thousands of people will have missed this deadline. So if you're an EU citizen living in London, uh, I mean, in, in the UK, then you can still apply for this and uh, on, the, on the government website. And the government said they will be lenient. They, they're going to allow people with a, a reasonable excuse to still apply late. I don't think they want to start deporting people. But if you haven't applied and your scheme is not in the in the in the system and i know there are hundreds of thousands of schemes in the system but at least then you're legal if you're not in the system then effectively you could be working illegally you could be barred from taking any benefits and and all sorts of things so uh, and, and even medical treatment so you need to get this done you've had a couple of years to do it now so there's no real excuse for this so if you need to see an advisor go and see an immigration advisor or just get it done um and there's more details on my on my other blog uh, so I put a link up there. You can go to that. But by the end of uh, May 21, 5.6 million people had applied for this scheme. So you, you wonder why you can't get to see your doctor. 5.6 million people had applied for this scheme, far more than expected. And, you know, the, the uh, in, in March 2019, there were 3.7 million living in EU's citizens living in the UK, but we don't know the real figures because people can come and go under free movement. We're out of the European Union now. And this is what uh, industry now is complaining that there, there's there's this sort of lack of uh, staff. So how will it affect UK residents? Well, I'm not an EU citizen. It's not going to affect me, mate. Well, the BBC has reported and lots of people reported that only in the Times yesterday, that there's a big labour shortage. There's a, there's a massive shortage of, of labour in in the in the UK in in various sectors hospitality in the building industry uh so you know it, how will that affect things i mean i, I put here the chief executive home serve richard harpin said the shortages were pretty bad across the country not just in construction but in other trades and he wants the government to put more trade jobs on the government shortage list and the shortage list is designed to attract uh the, the brightest and the best from around the world in 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 occupations that we need and will benefit the economy, like doctors, nurses, scientists. Um, and, and I know that there's a hospitality shortage sector as well. And I know that we're probably having to wait longer for our latte in the morning because there's a shortage of staff in restaurants and coffee bars. But in the long run, it doesn't really uh, benefit the economy just continuing to import uh, cheap, low-cost labour 
Uh, it drives down wages for, for local people. And yes, it, it's good for, in a way. It gives that short-term fix, that short-term sugar fix, that dopamine hit. You know, yes, the economy's moving. We've got lots of uh, low-cost labor in and it's keeping costs down. But in the long run, it, it means that you know, we're not training up the people that we need to train locally. And then you've got a lot of uh, un, un, unemployed people sitting around doing nothing, drawing benefits, draining the economy. So it doesn't benefit people. And also the people that are on low wages don't pay a lot of tax. In this country, you don't pay, you don't start paying tax till you've earned 12,500 pounds a year, which is not far off the minimum wage. So if you're on the minimum wage, you're hardly paying any tax at all. So how is that benefiting the economy? It's not. It, it's, it's, a, it's a big myth. It's, it's a lie that it benefits the economy. It doesn't. So if they're not paying any tax, who is paying for their medical treatment? Who's paying for their, their children to go to school? Each child at school costs 5,000 a year, roughly four to 5,000 pounds a year. So if you've got two children at school or three children at school, 15,000 a year, and you're not paying any tax, how does that benefit the, the, the economy? It doesn't. Also, low-paid workers, and I've met them, uh, can, can benefit from, from benefits. They can get other tax benefits from the government. So in, in, a, in a way, they're a draw on the economy. Those are the people that are going to need government housing. They're going to need more help. And then if they bring their parents over and their parents are sick and they're in hospital, how does that benefit? It doesn't. It doesn't benefit the economy. So the government is right to, to say that you know we, we need certain people from abroad, but only the people that will benefit the economy and in, in the long run and, and pay their taxes. Now, I know that in the second generation, the third generation's immigrants then will start paying for themselves and their children will grow up and become the scientists and the doctors. Yeah, we know that immigrants do very well in this country, always have done. But, you know, some you have to draw the line somewhere and say, well, this group of, of you know, in the past, before uh, the European Union, before the free movement of labour, the government only wanted to, to to give work permits to people that they, they needed for the country. But then when the EU expanded, it was it was like a free-for-all. It was like everyone could just come in and, and, and do what they wanted. And that, that was uncontrolled immigration, which has not really benefited the economy. So that's my little rant on immigration. But, you know, we know that the laws of supply and demand at the moment means that where there's a shortage, prices will rise. And we will be paying more for tradespeople and, and the price of materials, as I was saying, with the inflation is also rocketing. So any jobs you need doing around the house, extensions, building work is going to cost more. And I look around, and I see lots of building work going on, lots of extensions being built because it is becoming so expensive to move. So people prefer then to, to build loft extensions, you know, wraparound extensions, really doubling the size of their houses in most cases. And that's, there's a lot of that going on at the moment, but that, that gets people back to work. So that, that's what the government wanted. That's why they had these stamp duty holidays and, and stimuluses. But it, it has become almost impossible to find handymen to do small jobs, plumbers, builders, electricians, and other workers, because when the lockdown happened, a lot of EU workers just handed their keys back to the landlord and said, goodbye, I'm going back. And I'm going to sit this one out at home. And you can't blame them. Why would they sit here paying rent if they're not working? So that's what's happened. And what, what some experts are saying is that anecdotally speaking, many of those have not yet come back. And maybe with, with these restrictions now, they might not be able to come back. So that, that's what's going on in, in the world at the moment. Um, the other thing is that the Inland Revenue are, are, are planning to investigate, according to the Times yesterday, possible 13,000 possible breaches of COVID aid schemes. These were schemes that enabled 
businesses to to draw um, lump sums, grants, uh, the bounce back loans and all these sorts of things, which I know anecdotally were abused. So that, that, that now, finally, a year later, the government, oh, maybe some of these were abused. So they're waking up now and starting to investigate people. But many of those people will be probably long gone. So we'll have to see what happens there. Now, would you have you ever thought about getting into to property? We've talked a lot about property, but have no money or, or, or don't know how. Well, some friends of mine are running a, a live training this, this weekend, 2nd to the 4th of July. It's called Multiple Streams of Property Income, and it's a free event. Um, you, you go along there, they'll go through all the various uh, schemes that, that, that you can do, like no money down schemes, rent to rent, uh, buy to let, buy, refurbish and, and rent out, buy, refurbish and sell. All these things are covered. Um, and, and also things like serviced accommodation, which can be very profitable. And all these things are covered during this weekend event. Now, obviously, they go through each sector and then they offer you a more detailed course during that weekend. So, you know, yeah, this is free. But th- don't be surprised if they say, well, you know, if you want to go into this aspect of it deeper, you want to do a mastermind or something, then that you you would be offered, but there's no obligation there. So you can register for that training. Um, I've been in it myself. It's really very good. It gives you a very good overview without spending a load of money, first of all, and then deciding, well, what interests me? Am I more interested in refurbishing properties? Am I more interested in being a buy-to-let landlord? Or I've got no money, so can I do rent-to-rent? Can I do joint ventures? All these things will be covered in that weekend. So it gives you a great overview of, of the market. And then then you can decide what you want to specialize in. And then you can zoom in on what what suits you, what suits your pocket, what suits your your lifestyle and and your philosophy. So go for that. Uh, There's a guy called Kevin McDonald there. He's he's a great guy, uh, really enthusiastic. It's a lot of fun. Uh, There'll be a lot of laughs there. And and that's running. So I'll put a link up there. Click on that link and, and, and join that yourself. Now, if you've enjoyed this, please do click the like button, whatever media you're watching it on and share it with your friends. And, and you can also follow me on social media. And I'm offering, uh, if, you, if you want to become financially free, then, you know, do 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 like most of the successful people I know who have a coach. All the, the wealthy people I know have, when they need something, they go for a coach. They learn how to do it from a, through coaching, through training, through additional training. Now, most people don't do any further study after leaving school or university, but you must do this. You must continue to learn all the time, continuous learning. Even Warren Buffett in his, his nearly 90 now, he says he's always learning. He's always reading. He's always learning new things. And that's what you do to keep your mind sharp and keep yourself going. So I'm offering three Wealth Accelerated Discovery coaching calls to three people in the next week. So click at the link below if you're interested in doing that. So uh, thanks for everyone who joined me here. Thanks uh, to, to people who join me on Facebook Live. And and uh, I can see there Tracy there from, from Saigon, who says the market is booming in, in Vietnam as well. And we, and we know that in, in Asia, things are, are really taking off uh, in, in parts of Asia. But uh, how you get into that market, I don't know. Uh, but Tracy said it's it's going crazy in, in Saigon. So good luck to you. I know uh, her family's into property. So great. Good luck. And I hope you're making loads of money. But if you want to get into property here, there is a free course available this weekend. Thanks for listening and, and, and have a great evening. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 